Second Samuel chapter 5. The 8 o'clock service, it's good to see y'all. It's, the 8 o'clock service has been good for me because it's teaching me how to preach in 30 minutes or less. And uh, it's, it's helping me. I, I, I get invited sometimes to preach out of town, and, uh, and I've been cutting back. I really have been cutting back, so I'm grateful for that. Second Samuel chapter 5, I'm trying to go from four-hour services to three-hour services. Second Samuel chapter 5, today we'll consider verse 17 through 25, if you have your Bible. Today we continue our series, Seasons. Everybody say Seasons. And today I'd like to talk about adapting. Adapting to your season. Adapting to your season. Second Samuel chapter 5, uh, we'll consider verse 17 through 25. It's good to see a good crowd here at the 8 o'clock. Uh, pretty soon I'm going to teach at the 8 o'clock only and then go home like the rest of you. I'm going to go to IHOP. I'm lying. I shouldn't say go home. I won't be going home. I'll be having pancakes while everybody else is at second service. Let's stand. Sloan's, there you go. Brother knows. Let's read the word of the Lord. Today I'm reading King James because I like it better in this uh, particular portion of Scripture. Uh, let's read together. Ready? Read. All the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. Everybody reading strongly. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Verse 19. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. 20. And David came to Baal Perazim. And David smote them there and said, The Lord has broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Verse 21. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. 22. And the Philistines came up yet again. Read that again. And the Philistines came up. Somebody say, yet again. And spread themselves up in the valley of Rephaim. 23. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. 24. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then, somebody say then, then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. 25, and then we'll pray. And David did so, as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gezer. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, and I thank you, Lord, for your presence. Your presence, Lord, makes teaching and preaching possible. Come now and illuminate the scriptures, Lord, in our hearts. Give us grace, Lord God, to apply the word that we hear today. Father, we will be careful to give you thanks. Help us, Lord, I pray, to adapt to the season that we're in. Many of us are in a season of warfare. Others are in a season of transition. But all of us, Lord, find ourselves in need of your direction. Help us and give us ears to hear, Lord, we pray. Touch my lips and anoint me to preach your word like you gave it to me. And we will be careful to give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Be seated. 
For the sake of context, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, the Bible says in the first verses, it talks about how David is anointed king. Saul is no longer king. David is anointed king. The Philistines find out about it, and they go up in battle against David. Now, I want to draw your attention to verse 17 and verse 18 of 2 Samuel chapter 5. Are you with me? Shout amen. Uh, Let's read together 17 and 18. Ready? Read. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. Verse 18. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley a Rephaim, brother, give me the point. Rephaim uh, in uh, Hebrew uh, means an old tribe of giants. <coughs> an old tribe of giants. This is important. It also is used in the sense of invigorating a giant. If you have a keyword study Bible, it will you, you'll see the word invigorating a giant or casting down a giant. One commentator said that Rephaim not only speaks of an old tribe of giants, but it speaks of the place that an old giant is riled up. It's poking a giant. It's, invi- it's invigorating. Another commentator said it's like waking up a giant. And so the Bible says that the Philistines would gather up. They heard that David was anointed king over Israel. They would gather themselves to battle. They came up to meet David in this valley called Rephaim, the Valley of Giants. Somebody say the Valley of Giants. Now, let's look at verse 19. Let's continue walking through this. I'm just going to share some principles with us, that we, with you, that we see in the text. Ready? Verse 19, ready? Read. And David inquired of the Lord. Read that again. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand how many would say today that you feel like you're in a season of warfare not everybody might might be like that but i believe at one point or another we all encounter a season of warfare it is when the enemy comes up against you it's when the enemy finds out that ultimately you're you've been anointed by god just like the philistines had had found out that david was anointed king over israel and they came up against him in the valley of rephaim now uh, verse 19 is key because it says and david inquired of the Lord before going out to battle David inquired of the Lord when we are in a season of warfare the first thing number one the first thing that we see here through the text is that we must not engage the enemy without inquiring of the Lord and David we could just stop the sermon and go home right now and David inquired of the Lord how many problems would you and I avoid if we would just inquire of the Lord before we went out in battle how many issues would be would be avoided if we would pray about something before we moved how many issues would be avoided if we would just stop for a minute and ask God Lord what would you have me do right now this is the enemy the enemy is confronting me but David didn't go out and meet the Philistines without inquiring of the Lord. You must inquire of the Lord before you engage your adversary. Some of you are too quiet right now because you know all too well what it's like to fall on your face for one reason. Ready? Here it comes because you didn't pray before you went out. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to write about their failures. Nobody posts about how terrible they're doing. Not because it's God's will that they're doing terrible, but because they didn't pray before they engaged their enemy. 
Can you imagine stepping into the boxing ring without ever having a training camp? Can you imagine going out to play a football game without having a strategy? I know that's what my Raiders do every Sunday, but can you imagine? Can you imagine having that kind of culture of losing week after week? I don't know about you, but I'd get tired of losing. Some of y'all are tired of losing. I'm preaching better than your amen. Some of you are tired of losing. I'm not calling you a loser, but you're tired of losing. I have a word for you. You might be losing, not because it's God's will, but because you didn't inquire of the Lord before you went out to meet your enemy. Don't blame your losses on the Lord your God. He is mighty in battle. Don't blame your losses on the Lord. He's mighty in battle. He is able to deliver. He's able to go up. But you, but you haven't inquired of the Lord. You've inquired of your neighbor. You've inquired of your mama, your papa. You've told that you've asked everybody for advice but the Lord. Come on, talk to me in here. You're reading Cosmopolitan instead of reading the book of Proverbs. getting your palm read instead of reading the book of Psalms. I'm preaching real good today. In all seriousness, you must inquire of the Lord before you engage your enemy. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up? You don't even have to be deep about it. Lord, do I move now? Yes or no? Shall I go and fight my adversary? Yes or no? Shall I go up against the Philistine? Should I buy this car? Should I not? What would you have me to do? Should I quit my job or stay put? Because I'm anxious and antsy and I'm prone to move ahead of myself. Let me put it better. I'm prone to get ahead of you. We must inquire before we engage the enemy. Number two, the second thing that we see in verse 19 is that the Lord's direction always precedes deliverance. Watch what the text says. David inquired of the Lord. We see that already. Shall I go up to the Philistines? And the second question is what? Will thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, what did he say? I will doubtless, what? Deliver the Philistines into thy hand. That tells us secondly that the Lord's direction preceded deliverance. Some of you are waiting on deliverance, but you're going without his direction. The Lord's direction precedes deliverance. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed. You will be amazed at the kind of deliverance that you and I can experience if we will take heed to his direction. There are some things that God won't do until you abide, until you obey his direction. God, some of you, I feel, the, I feel God come, I, I feel his help right now. Some of you are waiting on deliverance, but you won't listen to his direction. Do what he told you. Some of you are like, when will you deliver me? And you're waiting on an encounter, but you're negating his direction. I'm, I'm teaching better than your amen. You're waiting on an encounter, but you're negating and denying his direction. That deliverance that you're waiting on is ultimately going to come after you obey his direction. Do what he told you to do and watch how God will deliver you. Do you know how many saints are, are, are depending upon somebody's prayer? Do you know how many saints are depending upon something that they themselves are doing? Do you know how many people... People are waiting for, for their breakthrough, their deliverance by way of some gimmick instead of listening to the direction of the Lord. Amazing things happen when you do what he tells you to do. Your deliverance is going to come after you follow his direction. Touch to your neighbor and tell him, follow his directions. How many of you have ever tried to build something without following the directions? Be honest. Let me talk to the men. Men, how many tried to lift your Joe, don't be, don't be scared, Joe. I said it's a weak hand. Joe's like... 
How many have ever tried to build something saying, ah, I got this, right? Raise your hand, bro. I've been there. And how many failed? All the hands should be up equally. Joe's like, I no, I succeeded. There's a reason why they send directions. There's a reason why that thing comes with directions. And there's a reason why this life comes with directions. Someone said the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. I think that's good. Uh, but instructions don't do you any good unless you're willing to follow. Somebody shout hallelujah. We're walking through this thing. Verse 20 now. Are you with me? Say amen. Let's read. Ready? Read. And David. Wait, everybody. Ready? Read. And David came. Wait, is that word tripping you up? Because you're reading real weak now. Ready, read. And David came to Baal Perazim. And David what? And said. As the breach of waters. Now let me help you with the word that y'all are having trouble reading. That word, give me the note. That word Baal Perazim. This is, some of you might already know this. If you've been in church for a while, you know what it means already. Baal Perazim means the Lord of the breaks. Now that's the literal translation or transliteration of the Hebrew word. But we don't speak that way. We're not Jews. We don't speak Hebrew. So here's what the English translation is. The Lord of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. And David called that place after the Lord gave him victory over the Philistines. He called that place Baal Perazim, which is the Lord of the breaks or the Lord of the breakthrough or the place that the Lord broke through like the rushing of waters. That was the place that the Lord broke through. I'm preaching to somebody here this morning. Your breakthrough is coming. If you will take heed to the direction of the Lord, that place will be called the place of breakthrough. What was a burden will become a place of breakthrough. What was your burden? What was a place of battle? will become a place of breakthrough somebody shout hallelujah whatever your battle is how many have a battle right now I don't know who I'm preaching to you know the area that you're struggling in you know the area that you need deliverance you know what God needs to do in your marriage you know what needs to happen at your workplace and that place of battle will become a place of breakthrough and you will be able to say by the grace of God this is the place that the Lord broke through like rushing water this is where the Lord gave me breakthrough over my adversary's son Somebody shout hallelujah. That's all that word means. Baal Perazim, the Lord of the breakthrough. And how many know he is the Lord of the breakthrough? He's the Lord of the breakthrough. Look at verse 21. We're walking through it. We're almost done. Verse 21. Ready, read. And after the victory, watch what happened. Ready, read. And there they left their images. And David and his men, what? Burn them. Let me just say, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but can I tell you, don't hang on to souvenirs of yesterday's victories. Watch this. God gives, God breaks through. God breaks through in the valley of Rephaim. David names that place Baal Perazim, which is he's the Lord of the breakthrough. And the Philistines left their idols there. They left everything behind, my brother. But, but the Bible says that David, watch it now, that David took all their idols and their images and he had him and his men, what? They burned them. There are some times and some places and some things that God will give you victory over. And guess what we're prone to do? We're, we're, we're prone and we're tempted to keep little reminders of those victories. Let me put it to you another way. You can't continuously draw strength for what you're fighting today. 
with what God did for you last year, two years ago, five years ago. You're trying to eat old bread. Now, I'm leading. This is a segue into, into what the Lord ultimately told me to tell you today through his word. Thank God for all the victories that he's done in your life. How, how many can say that God has done great things in your life already, right? Hasn't he done it? Do you remember what he's done for you? But be tempted not to always look back and just say, that, that's, that, that's how God did it then. So he must do it like that today. Are you following me? Watch verse 22 and 23. Here it is. 22 and 23. Ready? Read. Uh, and the Philistines. Wait, y'all, y'all getting this? Read that again. And the Philistines. Wait, they had already lost, but they came up. They had already lost. Same valley. Same king. Same enemy. But sometimes, sometimes it's a new season. Sometimes it's a new season, but the same enemy. You better hear me. Brother, put it up there. New season, same enemy, different strategy. Don't miss it. New season. So what's new season, same enemy, but new strategy. What are you talking about? It's in the text. It's right there in the text. Ready? Are you, are you seeing this? Somebody say this would be new season. Come on, somebody shout new season. Same enemy, different strategy. Here's what's great about rematches sometimes. I know Pastor Joe likes boxing. I love boxing. Here's what's great about rematches. If there's a rematch, that means that the first encounter was close. That means it was close enough for people to want to see it again. Right? Pelearon los dos. Very close. Difícil decir quién ganó. Hay que hacerlo otra vez. That's not the case here. David won that victory. But they came back again. Can I tell you that some enemies are going to return? Elder Brown has always told me, he said, brother, my brother, that thing's going to come back. Different name, different face. Come on, talk to me. But the same old enemy until you get, come on, until you get utter and complete victory over that thing, you just might see the same enemy. New season, but the same. What do you do when you're in a new season, but you're facing the same enemy? What do you do when you're in a new season, but you're facing the same enemy? Here it is. You wait on a different strategy. Trying to help you. And this is where I am. And this is where we as a church are. New season, same enemy, different strategy. Somebody said that the definition of insanity, I don't know if it was Albert Einstein, I think it was him, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And guess what? The church then has lost their mind. Because we're doing the same thing and expecting what? A different result. You want a new marriage, but you're living the same way. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I don't know. I don't know who this is for. You, you, and every year, we're about to go into a new year. And you want to know what people are going to post? New year, new me. Quiet. You're the same old. 
You eat the same. Y'all ain't help me preach in here. You eat the same. Come on, talk to me in here. You don't want to change your diet up. You're st- come on, you're still watching the same stuff on television. Your prayer life is still terrible. Y'all ain't help me preach in here. You still ain't reading the word of God. New year, new me. The devil is a liar, and so are you. New year, same old you. Why? Because you're not willing to move when God says move. God's telling you. I know it's the same enemy. David could have easily said like you are easily saying right now. You are thinking this right now. Oh, I already beat these jokers once. I can go out and beat them again. But before David went out to battle a second time, he stopped himself and inquired of the Lord again. What do you do when it's the same face looking back at you? David didn't go out like we go out. David could have easily in pride said, I've already won a victory over these men before. Surely I will win it again. But before he went out a second time, he stopped himself and inquired of the Lord. Why did David, why didn't David go out to fight them? Because they were, David could have done what we do. I know this. I know this. I, I know, I know this like the back of my hand. I know this fight. I know how to win. You want to know what happens in a rematch? The one who wins the rematch is the one who makes those small adjustments to their strategy. Same fighters. Come on, same fighters, same abilities. What happened? One of them. One of them is willing to what? All they do is make minor changes. Canelo and Triple G, minor changes. Canelo took the fight to him differently. Minor changes. New season, same enemy, different strategy. Stop asking God to deliver. Stop asking God to make things new when you're not willing to listen to his direction for this new season. Watch what the text is. Are you still here? Shout hallelujah. I'm preaching too hard for the 8 o'clock service. I normally get happy by the second service because I've had a little sugar in me and I'm wide awake. But watch what the text says. 22 and 23 and the Philistines came up yet again. Somebody shout yet again. Some of you are tired because you're like, again? Come on, help me preach, Brother Brian. Come on. Again? Here I am again? Yeah, again. The Philistines came up yet again, and they what? They spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, David didn't go out a second time. He didn't say, I got this. And when the Lord gave me this word, he's like, so many Christians are saying that, I got this. I know I'm in trouble right now, but I got this. I've been here before. This is a word for everybody that came in here with that I got this attitude. You know who you are. Philistines come up again and spread themselves in the valley. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, watch it out. When David inquired of the Lord, the Lord said, what did he say? Thou shalt. What did he say? Thou shalt. What did he say? Thou shalt. Don't go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come up over them against the mulberry trees. This is good. That tells us thirdly that there is always a specific strategy for every season. Number three, there is a specific strategy for every season. The Lord is having me fast a day out of the week. It's not always food either. You hear the word fast and right away you think you're not eating. No, the Lord, the Lord will have you go without something that your flesh desires. Once a week, the Lord has me go without something. Here's why. That's new to me. And I'm not ashamed to tell you, oh, shouldn't you be doing that all? You're a preacher. You should be fasting five, five days out of the week. Yeah, I'll do it when you do it. 
So that's new. That's new for me. Let me be honest, that's hard for me. That's new for me, and that's also hard for me. But I know that what I'm facing in this season of my life is unlike anything I've ever faced before. So, come on, are you hearing? I'm not just preaching something. Come on now. I'm not preaching my own ideology. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I have to be able to understand this is a new season, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. This is a new season, and so God is going to give me a new strategy. And so instead of saying, this is how I've always done it, this is when I've always prayed, come on, help me in here. This is when I've all, this is what I've always read. I have my little routine, but every now and again, thank you, Holy Ghost, every now and again, the Lord will come to you in a new season and he'll say, I know it's the same enemy and I know, I know how you did it before. I know what I told you to do then, but that was then and this is now. Somebody shout, that was then and this is now. That was then. That was a year ago. That was five years ago. In fact, that was a month ago. That was two months ago. No, that was a day ago. That was two weeks ago. That was then and this is now. I know you're looking at the same enemy and I know you're, I know you're tempted to do what you did then, but that was then and this is now. It's a new season. It might be the same enemy, but I'm about to give you a new strategy. And so if I tell you to pray a little bit different, then pray a little bit different. If I tell you to read a different book, then read a different book. If I change your devotional schedule, then let me change your devotional schedule. You just got to be willing to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. Because if you don't obey my direction, you will surely face defeat in this season somebody better hear the word of the lord new strategy i've never prayed like that well do what he tells you to do it's a it's as simple as that are you comfortable about it you might not be but do it are you hearing what I'm telling you? There's a specific strategy for every season. There's a specific strategy for every season. What does that, what does that tell us? That tells us that we must be able and willing to adapt. Able and willing to adapt. What, what would you do if you saw somebody in 120 degree heat wearing, wearing, a, wearing a coat outside and sweats and sweaters and sweatshirt? What would you think of them? I know what I think of them. What would you think of them? My cousin lives on the East Coast. She lives in Vermont somewhere. It started snowing a month and a half ago there. While we were in 120, it was already snowing over there. Her children are accustomed to that kind of weather. Can you imagine if I went, while we were in 120, what would happen if I went to Vermont dressed the way I was dressed here? Guess how they'd look at me. They said, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy's not, he's not, he's not right. We, that would look silly, but, but, but before, before you laugh at that, you know how many saints right now are dressed out of season? You know how many saints right now are dressed out of season? It's summertime and they're wearing coats. You'll get that. Saints that are dressed out of season. And they're not equipped, nor are they prepared to endure what's going on. You want to know why? Because they thought that what God did last season was what he was going to do this season. Sometimes you got to be willing to get rid of those clothes. You want to know something? It's amazing that in retail, they have the sense to begin to even, it's almost annoying. They begin to put out Christmas stuff when? September? Come on now. They begin to put out Halloween stuff when? August? They started seeing, you started seeing the, the shelves empty out. You started seeing the, 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 they're like, oh, they're getting ready. You go to Hobby Lobby and months in advance. That, I, I love Hobby Lobby, but I hate it too because months in advance, they're suggesting to me what I need to start buying. 
Somebody shout, there is a strategy for my season. What should you be doing right now in your season that you're not doing? What is God asking you to do that you're not yet doing? There's a strategy for the season that you're in right now. Somebody shout, adapt. You got to adapt. With that said, let me share what the Lord put on my heart. We must be willing. Give me the point there. We must be willing. <clears throat> we must be willing to let go of what used to work. You cannot try to bring old principles into new seasons. You can't do it. You're going to be tempted to do it. And some of you are frustrated right now. Uh, some of you are frustrated right now. Put up the next point. You're frustrated because you're trying to operate within an old framework. You're familiar with how things were, how things used to go. And familiarity will have you frustrated because you're trying to operate in a new season within an old framework. You're frustrated right now, and it's not because God has changed, nor is it because he has abandoned you. You're frustrated right now because you're trying to operate in a new season under an old strategy. It's not going to work. You're trying to make it work within an old framework. God's trying to blow that out of the water, but you're holding on to that thing with dear life. Here's why. Because you're familiar with it. This is how we've always done it. This is how we've always done church. This is how I know to do church. And God's saying, you're not hearing me. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not walking in step with me. It's a new season. There's, and with every new season, there's a new strategy. And that's why some of you are frustrated right now in your marriage. You're frustrated at work. You're frustrated because you haven't taken heed to the new direction. Are you hearing me today? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you're frustrated because I don't want to see every hand go up in here. But I know I sense it in my gut. You, you, many of you are frustrated right now. And here's why. You're frustrated because you're trying to do what you did then. And that's why it's not working. You need a new strategy from God. And guess what? If you're here in this service already, if you're here in this service, he's already given it to you. I promise you. He's already told you what to do. You're just not obeying. How many would be honest today and say, I believe the Lord has told me what to do, but it's uncomfortable for me to do it, and I haven't started doing it yet. Raise your hand. I know. Come on. There are some things for me. There are some things that the Lord told you to do, right? But you're not yet doing them, right? Welcome to frustration. You're there because you're not willing to change, shift there, and the Lord told you to do it. It's familiarity. It's as you frustrated, you're trying to operate in a new season with an old framework. What worked for you then won't work for you now. Lastly, the last thing that we see in the text, I want we see it in verse 24. Let's read it, and then we'll go home and have some pastries. Ready? Read. Verse 24. Are you in the house? Shout hallelujah. Ready? Read. And let it be then. Ready? Read. And let it be then. Ready? Read. And... Junior, come. Now, we don't use the word bestir thyself. That word is, uh, is, is move and move hastily, move quickly. Let it be when you hear the sound. Everybody shout the sound. Come on. And let it be when you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees that then you shall move yourself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Can I tell you that I believe, I believe this. You might disagree, but I believe that every move of God is accompanied by a sound. Acts 1, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one mind and one accord. And there came a sound as of a mighty and a rushing wind. We interpret that text incorrectly. We believe that there was a strong rushing wind. It never said that there was a wind. Hear me. Marlene, it never said that there was a strong wind. It said there was a sound. 
Acts 1 doesn't say that, they, that there came a strong rushing wind. I've heard preachers preach, there came a strong wind. There was no wind. The sound was of a wind. Maybe this is for me. When God's about to move, you should be meticulously, feverishly, listening, fervently listening for a sound. Because when God gets ready to move, you need to be ready to move with him. Some of you, instead of listening for that sound, instead of being tuned into that sound from heaven, your ears and your spirit, man, is inundated. You're being flooded with sounds, all kinds of different sounds, different voices, different people. Let me ask you a question. What sound are you hearing in your soul? If you're not hearing the moving of God or if you're not listening for that one sound, somebody shout one sound. You should be listening for one sound. What's that? The sound of God moving in the mulberry trees. You must not, number four, you must not, we must not, Abundant Life Church, we must not proceed without the assurance of his presence. David, David, boy, Lord, should, should, I, should I go up? They're here again. They're here again. Should I go up? Will you, will you deliver me? No, don't move. But, but it's the same enemy in the same valley. I know that, son, but it's a new strategy. There is a new way. I have a new way. There is a new strategy. Go up around them and wait until you hear the sound. Wait until you hear the sound. Wait until you hear the sound. And when you hear the sound, move. We must not move. We must not proceed without the assurance of his presence. He said, and when you hear the sound going over the trees, you will know that I have gone before you. David, you must not move until you know, until you're sure that I have already gone out before you. Church, we must not proceed without the assurance of his presence. Because if he, if he has gone before us, then victory is absolutely guaranteed. Wait on the Lord, for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I believe that David's strength was renewed as he waited under the mulberry trees for the sound of the wrestling. I believe that David's strength was renewed. I believe not only strategy, not only did he receive strategy, but I believe his strength was renewed as he waited on God. And as he waited for that sound, I want to ask you today, what sounds, what sounds, what sounds are you listening to? Who's in your ear? 
You have so-called friends chirping in your ear. You better be careful that you're listening for the sound. And some of you hear me by the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to turn down the volume of your life. Some of you are too busy. You're too busy. You need to be waiting on that sound. Some of you have too many people in your ear. You have your, your compa, your comadre. You have so-called friends who are really your enemy. And they're in your ear convincing you to move ahead of God. Don't do anything without asking of the Lord. You need his direction. Deliverance comes after the direction of God. There are others that are getting ahead of yourself because you haven't learned how to wait. You haven't learned how to wait. You haven't learned how to wait. It's the same enemy, but there's a new strategy. Wait on God to tell you what you need to do and when you need to do it. And wait for that sound. And when you hear the sound, get ready to move. Get ready to move. Get ready to move. The Bible says, watch it now that David said, David, the Lord told him, when you hear the sound of marching, somebody say marching. When you hear the sound of marching, that's when you move yourself. When he marches, we move when he marches we move when he marches we move don't get ahead of God new season same enemy new strategy wait on that sound I don't know who's in your ear. I don't know what you've been listening to. I don't know who you've been listening to. But there's only one sound that matters. Ready? And it ain't the sound of your pastor. It ain't the sound of your husband. It ain't even the sound of your wife. You want to know what sound it is? It's the sound that comes from heaven. It's the assurance of his presence. And there are some men here today that you're heading, you're heading into trouble because you have not waited on the sound that comes from heaven. You've made a decision. You said, I'm the head of this house. I'm going to move because I think it's time to move instead of waiting on God. Today is your opportunity for you to come and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I repent for getting ahead of myself and for getting ahead of you. Right now, I recognize that this is something I've never faced before. It might be the same enemy, but this, but this is a new season. And I believe, Lord God, that you might not have me do what, what, is all, what I've always done before. You might not have me pray the way I used to pray. You might not have me read what I've always been reading. God, I'm ready and I'm open to hear your direction from heaven. I'm listening for a sound. I'm listening for that sound. I'm listening for that sound there is a sound. Bow your hearts. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people, Lord God, and I pray for those that are in a season of warfare. This might be a new season, but the enemy is the same. And God, today we've heard your word. There is a strategy. There is a new strategy. There is a direction that needs to come from heaven. There is a sound that we need to be waiting on. We must not proceed without the assurance of your presence. We must not move an inch, Lord, if you don't go before us. We need your help. We need your guidance. We need your direction God and today we ask collectively Lord that you would forgive us God we repent today for getting ahead of ourselves for getting ahead of you God forgive us for making decisions Lord without inquiring of the Lord forgive us for engaging our enemy without inquiring of the Lord God today we recognize we need your help we need your help we need your help oh God we need your direction oh God we need your grace oh God we need your favor oh God we need your deliverance now but that deliverance comes after your direction give us grace to follow what you've already said and empower us to do what you've told us to do even when it's hard give us grace to do it that we might see victory after victory and go from glory to glory this is our prayer in Jesus name can you lift your hands with me all over this building and just take a moment to thank God and if you need direction if you need to ask forgiveness of God for getting ahead of yourself everybody's standing we're done everybody's standing I'm done but there's an anointing in this house right now come on 8 o'clock I know it's early but don't negate the presence of God don't deny the presence of the Lord he's here 
Hallelujah. Just take a moment to worship God. Just take a moment to worship God right there where you are. Just take a moment to thank him. He knows what enemy you're facing. He knows what valley you're in. He knows what direction you need. He might, he might ask you to change some things. Get ready for that change. He might ask you to shift something. Get ready for that. Get ready for that transition. Get ready for it. He knows you need it. I know it worked then, but it might not work now. I know it worked then, but it might not work now. I know it worked then, but it might not work now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We worship you.